With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Turn to Glory Podcast. Welcome back. Austin, can we get our first ever number one recruit in the country? Wow. Starting out hot with all of the speculation. You have to. That's true. Matt Rule's tweeting is out of control right now. Nothing yeah. but emojis and basically memes. It's... Yeah. Interesting. I wanted to start off very positive. I didn't want to get into his tweeting right away. Uh, <laughs> so let's stay on the positive note here and just get our blood pumping through our bodies. And the news we're talking about, obviously, is Dylan Rayola decommitting from Ohio State a couple of days ago. Or is that yesterday? I think yesterday. Saturday. It was yesterday he officially did it. A couple of days ago, he scrubbed his profile of um... – all basically Ohio State stuff. Yes. And then, of course, you have the Husker fans going crazy, the media. You have one of the uh, on three guys, mm-hmm. Mark Nebraska, as his crystal ball prediction, who has a 93% hit rate. And everybody's like, we're going to get him. We're going to get him. And what could this mean for the rest of the team? We're going to get so much to follow. Oh, my gosh. Yes, this and that. He's going to go to freaking Texas. We're all going to be excited. He's going to go down to Texas. We're climbing up on them offseason natty title power rank. Uh-huh. There is a lot of smoke around this one, though. I mean, the way the coaching staff's acting on Twitter and the silence and the decommitment. Ohio State picked up another quarterback, so it wasn't a – you know, th- there is a lot going on. That Give me your percentage chance he's coming to Nebraska. I want to hear it. I'll give, you a, I'll, give you a, I'll give you a 70. Because right, I'll give you a 70. There hasn't been anything about him going anywhere else. Yeah, I I was going to say 55. Okay, so you're barely over 50-50. I think we're the lead school as of right now. So we'll see. That obviously would bring a lot of excitement. Um, Now, here's the question. You get a guy like that, you obviously start him year one, right? Mm -hmm. Like, no question? Oh, yeah, no question. Like, is that – now, Casey Thompson has not announced yet what he's doing, but is that just Casey, if he's coming, you're not playing? 
So well, he, isn't he? He's not this incoming class, isn't he? Twenty twenty four. Yep, you're right on that. He's he'd be the next. So Casey would Casey would be the bridge guy. Although we are in talks, and we're leading for some other QB transfer from not leading. That has broke official here the last couple of hours where we got Jeffrey Sims from Georgia. Oh, we did get him. Okay. He has officially committed in the transfer portal here. And so, yeah, that was kind of the other topic and and big news here over the last couple of hours was getting Sims and talking a little bit about him. So what it seems like with him, he's a dual threat guy. He's put up some numbers at Georgia Tech. Now, Georgia Tech has not been a good football team. To say that Coach also got fired before ours, after. I think they were after. Really they were, close. They were the second program to fire their head coach. Yes. So he seems like a dual threat guy. It's funny because I looked at a picture of him and he reminds me just of RG3's haircut and um, just physical physique of RG3 as he was at Baylor. <laughs> Um, which not saying Matt Rule is there with RG3, but I just made the Baylor connection. Right. So I don't know. It makes it exciting. We have a guy now, I mean, someone to talk about and maybe watch some film on and see what we think of him. But he does look like a dual threat guy. He can throw it, he can run it. Um what year is he? Uh great question. He was a freshman. Okay. In Last year, so he's a sophomore this year. Two years of eligibility. Okay. So, yeah, I I think, honestly, I think that was more, that's more of a, we don't, we're going to see what offense we run. I don't know if we fully know if we're going to be the, because Matt Rule historically has had more of a mobile quarterback, if I remember correctly. Correct. He likes dual threat guys. He likes guys that can, he doesn't like doesn't want a pocket passer. He doesn't want a full. He likes dual threat quarterbacks, and which Casey is not. No, but I think Casey does have the ability to adapt to that if he wants to. But he's yeah. not traditionally known for a runner. We've seen him run a little bit this year, and it's not. It's it not, hasn't been bad, but he's just got the crap beat out of him. Yeah. So he's getting, he's getting obliterated behind the line. So I mean, he was he was just hurt. All the time. Like, it's not like he had a chance to really run anyways. To get a guy like Sims, coming from another Power 5 school, it's not like we he's someone from a smaller – he's a power. He's still a Power 5 school. Georgia Tech is not a great football team, but this guy was still looked at by some other major schools. It tells me that Rural has a plan and an idea of what he wants to do in year one for this offense. And that involves running the ball – and having an athletic guy back there um, under center. So that was promising to me that this is a guy that we got. Obviously, when Whipple comes in, we get Casey Thompson, who, great. Like, Casey Thompson was good at Texas and the numbers he did, but I already saw it. I'm like, eh. Casey's good, but he's not a threat as a runner. And that's just a personal opinion of mine is Mm – I want I I'd like to see quarterbacks that can run it because I think that adds another dimension to your team and it covers up a lot of mistakes the offensive line makes. Correct. It does and if you look at even how college football has transitioned over the past 15 20 years your dual threat quarterbacks I should say college football and NFL your dual threat quarterbacks give you so much more flexibility in what you can do offensively which I think we're going to need because of the offensive line. 
Yep. Which honestly, if if we do get Rayola, not saying we will, but it's nice that he's he's a year away. We got time to we got we got time to fix this offensive line thing before we get a really a you know a five star stud in here. If if that were to happen, and that's the important thing to note that we are not going to let you as listeners forget about is once again we can get all excited on these five star. <laughs> position players and athletes and all these guys. And it does not matter. Does not matter people at all. Your line sucks. Your line sucks. I don't care. Yes, we can get Dylan Riola. That is phenomenal, but that does not mean we're going to be good until we get offensive line recruits to come with it. Now, the promising thing is that if we do get a guy like that, you would think that it would be easier than to recruit some of those better surrounding players but that's not guaranteed and so just because we sign a Dylan Rayola does not mean that we're back it does not mean that we all should be on jumping on cloud nine because there's pieces that we have to do to follow it and obviously implement it correctly which we have no proof or evidence that Matt Rule can do that at Nebraska zero zero evidence nothing yet we can hope though yeah, and that's not to say don't get excited about getting a, like the number one overall recruit in the in a class. That is a big deal. Like that's not nothing. And <laughs> this is actually my dad that said this, which is funny, but he's not wrong. If we happen to get Rayola, and it does have a little bit of a spiral of getting some other athletes and players, it would not be surprising. Is it? if we are ranked in the top 25 to start next season or two seasons, I guess from now in two seasons, I could totally see depending how next year goes, but even next year, if we go five and seven, like by just getting him, I I could just see it happening because everybody would just want to talk about it. Yeah, we do. I, I, yeah, I could totally see that. It's not and next year. Yeah. Maybe next year we'll all make that argument true. Yes. It could be earned. Who knows? Could be earned. Very well could be. Well, I did want to give a transfer portal update on Nebraska players that have left. Um, Transfer portal slash leaving for the draft, just so we are level setting the field on what we kind of need for next year. We all know we need an offensive line. (laughs) Whatever that looks like, I would take five new guys, but we'll see what we come out of that. But the guys that have left for the draft or – in the transfer portal, which, as we all know, is going to become it, – it's becoming more like free agency each and every year because of the way this whole NIL and transfer portal market is. So Trey Palmer left to go to the draft. Isaiah Garcia Castaneda, who became non-existent after the very – one, basically. <laughs> he's in the portal. Nicholas Crawford, he's gone. He was a Mickey Joseph recruit, transfer portal. Camonte Grimes. Now, Nicoldis hasn't found a new location yet. Correct. Not all these guys have. They've just they've entered the portal. They can rescind that. They can rescind and stay. And in fact, I believe it's like a quarter of them do end up coming back. I I think it is or something like that. So it's just they have put their name out there. Yes. Um, Brant Banks, transfer portal. Alex Khan, transfer portal. 
has not played. Jalen Weaver, another guy, offensive lineman, has not played. Marquise Black, a D lineman, transfer portal. O'Shawn Mathis declared for the draft. Ernest Talsman, a big one. Betrayal. <laughs> Betrayal visited Iowa but ended up signing with Michigan. Good for him, I guess, if you can play for Michigan. You Good sure as hell don't need to stay for Nebraska. Jamari Butler, who played in special teams a little bit at linebacker, transfer portal. Um, and then, never mind, as I'm reading this article, now he's back. He came back. <laughs> yeah. Um, Yant, Jacquez Yant in the portal. And then safety, Jaden Gold. So, and honestly, not oh, a lot. A couple more. Oh. Osai Newsom, a D lineman. Kevin Williams, an offensive lineman. And then place kicker Chase Contreras um, in the portal, which he didn't do anything this year after we got five kickers. <laughs> and then Brandon Frankie, our uh-huh. kicker for kickoffs, which – is interesting too because he I thought he did a good job kicking off for the first time we've said that. I think he probably wants to go somewhere where he can actually kick field goals though. Yep, that's probably true. Which is not but, unfair for a kicker. Nope. But all things considered, not a ton of productivity leaving. No, and the guy, some of the big names that left are going to the draft. So yeah, that's to be expected. I think Ernest Hausman's probably the biggest loss that's not a draft piece. Correct. And he only filled in because of injuries, but he did really well filling in. Correct. This offseason will be, as we kind of finish up here, season four over the next few months, there's going to be a lot of just personnel talk. Because Mm -hmm. everyone, I mean, nationally, locally, even internally, we're trying to figure out what Rule wants to do, what his MO is, We've talked about our assistant coaches and how a lot of these guys are recruit-heavy coaches. So Mm -hmm. we will see what that brings. And the caveat to all of it is got to see it on the field first. That's just the big thing because we've gotten recruits before. Need to see it on the football field. I agree. Okay, positive talk, great. this This is not super negative. (laughs) <laughs> all super negative but I do want to have and express my hesitations where I see them and it's not that I'm against it it's just a little bit not even a red flag but just a little yellow pinkish kind of flag getting waved and like okay is this a problem or not I don't know but you talked about Matt Rudolph's tweeting mm-hmm. and he's got intention behind it i know for recruiting and all this but good god you could basically live your damn life with that i know where he's at every day of the every day since he's been here you basically know where he's been (laughs) and i continue I, i don't know but i'm not i'm not upset with that i it's weird because he was not a tweeter beforehand so there's clearly a conscious decision here to do this and maybe you have a good reason and and can talk me through it but what's scary is the stuff we talked about with frost is are you putting targets on your back are you making it all about yourself 
instead of just going to work, doing what you got to do, getting the job done. Right. It's so that there's a twofold part there, and all of this activity has obviously made Husker fans and all of us like. Like, we're into it, right? Like you mentioned, the emojis. Yeah. Yes, like we're into it. This is like, oh, wow. And that might be needed. It really might have been needed. That's what I'm saying. Let me, let me, let me interrupt you. So you're talking about, Go ahead. you're like, we need to just be putting in the work, blah, blah, blah. Well, we thought that's what Scott Frost was doing, but then he gets fired. And what do you hear? Man, Scott Frost kind of sucked behind the scenes. Yep. We, it didn't sound like he was working hard. He wasn't going out and recruiting. He was drinking on the golf course and missing meetings, like, I think it's I I think it's totally intentional. I think one just transfer portal, like hey, we need to start building hype around the program. We're in a bad spot. We need to like hey, we're doing things that people are getting noticed. And the Undertaker gift did kind of get a little national trend. Um, tweet. Two, I think it's showing hey, Husker fans, I'm out here working. I'm on the road. I'm in your towns. Like I'm eating your food. He's trying to win over the fan base. I expect it will die out next year once we kind of know, like, oh, this guy's he's out there grinding, he's out there working. But I do think it is part of the, yeah, Scott Frost was he was dicking around a little too much, and that's not what I'm doing. The defense that I would see too is he's trying to prove himself before we even get to the season. Like he's yeah. trying to prove to the fans that maybe are having question marks, like, nope, here's what I'm doing, and here's how I'm going to do it. And he wants more of those in-state recruits. He's talked about that radius, and I think. Part of that is showing, hey, I've been to your town. I've I've eaten, you know, I've had Runza. I've and, gone and to your favorite Mexican point, restaurant. Ross talked about bringing that back to obviously post Riley, but like you said, was he? <laughs> was he? It didn't sound like he was. <laughs> so you're, you're that's probably a good way of looking at. It. And like I said, I'm not waving the red flag, but right. We, I will say he's getting a little. There is one too many. It's like, all right, guy. Like, it's a lot. We get it. It's a lot. And like I said, you could live his life with him. You know where he's at. So we'll see how that all folds. The scary part, the hesitation of it, and this is with anything social media related in today's messed up society of judgment and um, publicity and whatever path you want to go down there is you're putting a target on your back. You're giving people information. One, just obviously of where, where you're going, but two extra added motivation of this guy thinks he's pretty cool and it's pretty a hot shot in Nebraska. He took this big time job, you know, let, let's beat his ass type of deal. That's the hesitation. And, that, and I think that'd be a bit of a stretch for a coach to use that as ammo. Like, Hey, look at this guy out there tweeting a lot. Correct. I, but I will personally, speak as a high school coach different level obviously but we struggle i it, the whole social media thing like i'm still a big believer in this even in life too from a personal standpoint and a business standpoint let's start personally i the people that post and are tweeting and retweeting and doing stuff there's not everyone but it usually means there's some sort of you need reassurance you need a sense of security. Now, yes, there's people that post out there just because they want to show others that that's, I get that part. They use Twitter for its intentional and some, some people actually still use it for its intention, which was to just let people know what you're up to. But it's gotten overboard with the ones that want the extra attention to themselves. And 
So then when you, uh, from a personal standpoint, you go from a business standpoint now, you need to use it as a marketing tool, obviously, in the best way you can. And so Rule is on both ends of that. He's got the personal side because it is your personal Twitter page. You are, it's, it, it's you, but at the same time, you're also running a business. And that's why you also see your Elon Musk's obviously out there that are very active on Twitter too. So you're also doing it from a business standpoint as well. And there also is a fine line there of you're overdoing it and people look at you and you're like, this guy does not know how to run a business versus this is very, very helpful and is marketing at its finest. So with sports teams, it's kind of in the same way too, right? Like if you're posting stuff or posting clips or videos of, of you saying stuff or doing stuff, it, it can put a target on your back if it's not done the right way. But if you do it the right way, you're, you're right. You're right. There's, there's no harm in it. So that's just the line you're, you're, you're teetering with, I guess, with social media, because there obviously is a way to use it correctly. And I'm not saying what we've done rules done so far has been incorrect, but I will say some of the crap that our other media does with it. I, I think that that can get very crossing the line ish. Just with some of the stuff that we say and, and believe with the program. Yeah, I agree. So anyway, social media rant done. That's all I wanted to talk about. Classic old man Zarvnicky at it again. Old man guy. Yep. All right. Uh let's go. Let's go. Let's stay on football. Let's go bowl game talk. We haven't talked about bowl games. Um just up at the top, most exciting bowl games that you're intrigued in to watch. I'm intrigued in outside of playoffs. Outside playoff. We'll get to that. Obviously, I believe the Rose Bowl is that what the Alabama K State is? is? That the Rose Bowl this year? That is the Sugar Bowl. Sugar Bowl. I don't. The names keep moving around. So yeah, the Sugar Bowl is one. I'll get to it a little bit more when I'm interested, and uh, you know, impacted by the game this last weekend. But we'll get to there on who I'm rooting for in that one. But that's definitely one of them. Um, USC Tulane, I'm kind of interested in just see how Tulane holds up against USC. And then the Rose Bowl, I do want to watch Penn State, Utah. I think it's going to be really good. I think those are probably my top three. You drilled the K State, Alabama. That was, I would, I really, really do want to go to that one because it's in New Orleans and the Superdome, which is where the Saints played. I'm a Saints fan. Anyways, I thought that'd be a very fun game to attend. So that one is, is very high. Um, up there on, on my list to watch. Um, scrolling through my list here, trying to find which one. Oh, the Arkansas-Kansas game. Mm-hmm. I want to see how Kansas Leipold. and Leipold kind of – they kind of fell off later in the year. Not when I say fell off, they're still solid. Their starting quarterback, like, blew out his shoulder. Correct. <laughs> so all, Arkansas kind of had a similar path to their season where they were very hot early on and have also kind of tapered off. Um, I was going to say with you, the, uh, Rose Bowl as well, just because I like watching Utah that's up there. Um, there was one more, where's it at? Where's it at? Oh, this is not it, but a matchup that I thought was funny. It was Georgia Southern and Buffalo. 
to the opponents that we played. Yep. That was not the one I was excited about watching, though. Okay, where the hell's Mississippi State at? Where are they playing? They are playing at Tampa, Florida, Illinois. Illinois. Yeah. Or Quest Bowl. So Mike Leach and obviously the, everything that happened with Mississippi State, I think to me this is a must-watch a game on my book just to watch some of that. And then also Illinois has been good division, but a fun team to watch in my mind. They, I think they know how to play the right way. So, um, yeah, that's the January 2nd game down in Tampa, Illinois, and Mississippi State. But number one up there is Alabama and K-State, New Year's Eve. I will say we're, we're going to talk Nebraska basketball and their loss to the Wildcats. Going into this go- – You mean we're going to talk Kansas State basketball and their win over the Nebraska awesome. basketball team. Going into Friday – or going into Saturday morning, I was like, you know, I really hope with Wildcats just go out there and roll, roll the roll tide. I hope they destroy them. But, man, the Wildcat crowd – they were not kind this weekend, and I hope they just get absolutely fucking destroyed by Alabama. So, background here for you that don't know, because I don't even know the story. I have not talked to Austin. Austin did attend the game this weekend in KC. So, let's just go right into it, Austin. You talk All right. about your experience. So, if you watched the game, my brother wore his Santa suit. We made the telecast if you watched it. Um, but the game did not go well. Nebraska just went out there and just played like dog shit. I don't know. K-State played well, but they hit, they went like eight for 19 for their threes. They're, you know, they shot oh, basically 50% for three and we went one for 10 in the first half. Like it just wasn't happening. We were, we were missing, we were missing open shots and they were hitting everything. It was like, okay, this is just not going to be our day. But there were there was a heckler behind us, and he had zero interest in what the Wildcats were doing. But oh my gosh, he let us know that Nebraska is the worst, and he he really lost it there towards the end. He was, you know, anytime something happened, how you like that Santa? When I would talk to my brother in his Santa suit, be like, hey, don't talk to him, don't talk to Santa. And then he was just talking. I mean, one, he was started being a little racist towards Casey, and it was just like, all right. And then he started talking about alcohol involved or not. I don't know. I didn't bother to turn around and look at him. He kind of sounded like, have you seen the karate kid? You know, the guy who was like, yeah, put him in a body body bag, Johnny. That's kind of what he was. Man, gosh, I just wanted to I was like, I'm over this guy. And he's, oh, at least we have a professional sports team. I was like, man, K-State's in Kansas. The Chiefs playing Missouri, dumbass. <laughs> like, it was just... <laughs> The whole game, literally the whole game. And so now I just hope they get freaking rolled. He's like, at least we made a bowl game unlike Nebraska. Wrong sport, dude. Gosh, I hope they get killed. But anyways, the Nebraska basketball team itself just went out there and laid a freaking egg. Sam Greasel couldn't take a 5'8 guy. Yeah, that was interesting. So I, I watched the game in pieces. I'm disappointed I did not end up seeing you and your brother. So. Well, but maybe. I did watch it intermittently on my phone. And kind of followed along to it. And I did see, you know, late and a lot of the second half. didn't play the last seven minutes. Yep. Um, I I will say it is probably tricky when you're that much taller than your opponent because he could just poke the ball. Like, Greasel couldn't dribble. Like, his arms were his his arms were too long that he couldn't box the guy out because 
this dribble was too high, basically. And it just didn't work. And Greasel got sat. Wiltshire still has the yips. I don't know what's going on with him, but he's afraid to shoot the ball. Was base he? I think he hit one three pointer, but he outside of that, he was dribbling out of layups. We couldn't hit layups. Yeah, he's a pretty hit or miss well, guy. He's very it just very up and down. I think that what we've seen with this team. Yep. And you know what? I expect to continue to see that. I really do. Walker picked up two quick fouls, which really just killed us because he got taken out early and and he struggled. Kansas City's his hometown. He struggled yep. early to get going. Um, and finishing at the rim, which is obviously one of his strengths. You mentioned how he didn't shoot the ball well. And the beginning of that game, it, when you start a game like that, it's hard to get out of the, out of the, the especially sport. on the road, on the, yeah, on the road. It just, it's hard. It, it's in a lot of its energy. It was turnovers. It just, it was not good basketball to start. Yep. And we, we had a really bad first half. Second half, we pulled it within seven with three minutes left. And we had a wide open three and we airballed it. And that's when you knew you're like, we had this, we stole the ball, we ran down, we kicked it to a guy for wide open three and we airballed it. And they're like, this, it wasn't meant to be. Like, if that doesn't, if we hit that, you know, maybe momentum swings. But so, yeah, that one fan, that one K State fan, I just, I hope the was wild it only guy. him, or did you run into any others? There was one other guy that was kind of being a, not too bad, but it, like they were just cheering for the wrong stuff. <laughs> like we had a guy kind of slowly get up, and they were yeah. There was a, one guy at the other end that was just yelling at him a little inappropriately. Casey, this they didn't treat Casey well, and I wasn't a fan of it. Was the crowd? Give me a split on the crowd. Oh, it was all purple. Like I would probably say. 85 purple, maybe 15 red. Okay. It did look packed from the TV. Yes. It, I mean, there was some red and inter- intermittent there as well. So I was wondering what it looked like from inside the arena. Yeah, I'm not going to say all K-State fans are bad, but I had such a bad experience with right. a couple that I just hope they get rolled. <laughs> I just hope they – outside of Adrian being on the field, if Adrian's not playing, I hope they get destroyed. Absolutely obliterated. Yeah. Well, Nebraska basketball plays on Tuesday here against Queens in the Battle of the Vault. That's what you want, an easy win. That was the other thing. One more thing about this, Heckler. By the end of the game, he was cheering for Nebraska, and he didn't even know it. He's like, GBR, GBR. And then we hit a shot and be like, come on, Red, let's make this a game. Come on, Red. And like, it's like, all right, we've pulled it within seven, and he's still cheering for us. Okay, I'm over it. That's just confusing. What what was it? Why? What was his I, I don't know. At one point he said Nebraskans don't have enough hair on their asses. I don't know if Kansas suffer from hairy asses. I don't know. It was a whole day. Oh, uh, you think he listens to our podcast? I hope so. <laughs> I doubt it though. Uh well, Battle of the Vault features Nebraska and Queens from Charlotte, North Carolina. And then Two other games are, I believe, ooh, Mississippi State and Drake, and then yes. Concordia, two NAIA schools. I can't remember who Concordia is playing. But anyways, it's a three-game day. First time I think we're doing this Battle of the Ball, and it sounds like we are struggling to sell tickets. That's what I've heard. And you can get them for very 
it's a tough time of year Very to tough. do a three-day event. So, anyways, that's our next game. Queens, watch out. They're a little scary. Not going to say. They're not. They're not. They're, they're nine and two. All right. And I, I know that they haven't played anybody, but they're nine and two. So, we'll see how Nebraska plays against them. We cannot lay an egg against a team like this. Can't do it. And then we begin conference play, the meat grinder of the conference that it is. But we don't start until the 29th against Iowa. Welcome them to Lincoln. So, Yep, and the disappointing thing is our Creighton wins looking less and less impressive yeah, as their skit continues. The hell? Six, oh, and six, their last six? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. It's a little eye-opening, a little questioning, I guess, for Creighton fans, which I'm not one, so I don't care. Right. Oh, Texas won volleyball championship here at Omaha. Not even close. Absolutely rolled. And the ace winning serve, Akana. Oh, really? Because they have McVid. Kathy and... She plays, but not much. I mean, she gets in, but... I feel like a lot of Texas starters were transfers, actually. It felt like... Good for them. Winning a natty title over Danny Busboom Kelly. Mm-hmm. So, it, I, I, I wish it was more of a game. I really do. Yep. I agree. We got to... We got done with the game. We drove. We went to Dave & Buster's because we're like, all right, let's just go hit some Papa shots and We'll drink some beer and get over this loss, you know. And we're like, let's at least turn on the volleyball game. So we had them switch the volleyball game on, and it was 24-24 in the third set. And we're like, okay, this is over. <laughs> oh, one other random sporting event. The World Cup today, man. Wild. Wild. Now, I don't I don't follow soccer. I barely know the rules. I know what offsides is, but that's about it. But man, as a competitor, that was an entertaining game to watch. Yep. And oh man, it was back and forth. And you know, the announcers were saying the ones that do know soccer say it may have been the best World Cup game ever. I'm sure it's that a little final. bit of hyperbole, but yeah, I mean, we tuned in. We did a 5K this morning, and then we tuned in with like 80 minutes left. And that was right before France. We're like, all right, well, this game's over. I guess we can just turn it off. And then France ripped off two in a under a minute with or whatever, it was like 90 seconds. I don't remember what it was, but it, you, great game. You have every component of a major sporting event. You have the two all-stars going back and forth. You have the momentum swings. You have like the last minute yep. situations that you don't expect anything to happen, and then something happens. Then obviously you get the extra time. It, you just got a lot of the moments that you want out of a finals game, and it was fun to watch. It was very entertaining, um, even though I know nothing about soccer. Yep, I totally agree. I had a lot of fun watching it, too. Uh, one more thing, one more random thing before we log off. Uh, the Dion hire. I'm conflicted, Hunter. I know we're going to talk about it at some point when we talk Colorado next year because we should have bought our tickets. We were fools. We didn't buy our tickets to Colorado. Now they're like 300 bucks. I, I didn't even tell you this, but when they went on sale the first day, 
I was probably about two or three hours late and I logged on to, to all the ticket sites and you could get them for like 160. And I had it pulled up. I had the information typed in. I didn't hit submit. I mean, not accidentally. I, pur- I purposely didn't buy them. Right. I looked five hours later and they were 280. Yep. I was so pissed. I didn't do it. I, I don't know why. Because I bought the Colorado tickets in 2018 and cheapest you could find there was 200. So I had the logic. I knew it. I just, it was just stupid. I, I hit myself in the head over it. Uh, there's once Dion got hired one, well, I hate it because it's Colorado. And I, I, I root for Dion because like I want him to do well, but now I don't because he's at Colorado and he goes there and he brings all of these, you know, talented recruits and he says the thing about hey get in the transfer portal because i'm bringing my luggage and i was like man i hate that i just i don't know i'm so conflicted i know we're going to talk about it at some point in the future but gosh i i hope colorado's just terrible malachi coleman yep he's getting a lot of nebraska fans ease off he's 17 years old he's just going on a recruiting visit and pictures with ferraris in them so i don't know i yeah i it it sucks because that was a game we were gonna freaking win next year. Yep. And now here we are. <laughs> I'm like, God damn it! Like it'll be a fun, hyped up game, but I would have liked a game like that for us to say, you know, we have like an 80 percent chance of winning. And now, it, who knows where it's at now? Their game was a heartbreaker. Their bowl game was also they lost interception in overtime. Yep. As I'm- very heavy favorites. Yes, very heavy favorite favorites. Undefeated season gone. At first, oh. I thought you were talking about Colorado's bowl game. I'm like, uh-uh. no, 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 no. I was like, uh-uh, that Jackson State, Jackson <laughs> State. So I am conflicted on my Dion opinions, but I think I, I, he's Colorado's head coach, so I'm out. Got to be out. You can't do it. All right, we'll be back next Sunday. We'll see if we land Mr. Rayola by then. They'll probably just keep us waiting though. Probably. Probably. All righty. Go Big Red. GBR.